It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. I am returning to the 12 points that show that the Christian worldview is true. I have deliberately delayed this discussion because it is the most philosophical and abstract. But it is also the most fundamental and the necessary foundation of all that we need to understand about any worldview. There is first a distinction between the truth of a proposition and the truth of a worldview. A proposition as I am using it, is a truth claim, that is, a declarative sentence that has the additional quality that it is either true or false. So we begin with these two questions. What is the truth of a proposition? And can truth about reality be known? At the first trial before the Roman authorities, Jesus is before the Roman procurator, Pontius Pilate. When Pilate is finished interrogating Jesus, he asks Jesus this question, what is truth? But he didn't stay around to hear the answer. Nevertheless, the question has reverberated throughout history. The question of truth is still vital today. Philosophers are still asking, is truth absolute? Is it knowable? Does it correspond to a referent? Or does it correspond to reality? Teachers will say, 2 plus 2 equals 4. President John F. Kennedy was assassinated in 1963. Is is the third person singular of the verb be or there is a physical law called the law of gravity. Statements like these are truth claims. Each day we all make statements that we want others to accept as fact. We make truth claims all the time. When you visit your physician and are asked to complete a questionnaire listing where you live, given your birth date, your social security number, zip code, or or insurance data, your responses are truth claims. When you apply for a job, you give vital information about yourself, all of which are truth claims. When you read the newspaper, you are reading truth claims. Our everyday life is filled with truth claims. But a truth claim may be either true or false. For example, I can say Thomas Jefferson was the second American president. This is a truth claim, but it is false, since in fact he was the third American president. The worldview is a collection of presuppositions which 
each of us hold that act like a lens through which we view all of reality. These presuppositions provide the frame of reference for all of our thought and action. They are assumptions which may be true, partially true, and unfortunately may be entirely false. They may be held either consciously or subconsciously, and they may lead to contradictions because we may not have thought about them rationally. That is the drawback about a worldview. We all have one, but it may be a bad one. Second distinction. A test of truth for a proposition, a truth claim, is one thing, but a test for a worldview is another. I will return to discuss the tests of a worldview later. We all want to know what is true, but I am not asking what things are true. There are many propositions out there, and figuring out which ones are true and which ones are false is not something we could ever accomplish. I'm wondering about the nature of truth itself, what it takes for proposition to be true. Here is the commonsensical Western definition. Truth of a proposition is what corresponds to, relates to, and matches the facts. It is telling it like it is. The, this definition is what most people and cultures in all times and places in the Western cultures mean, mean by truth. Nearly all the ancients believed in objective truth just as science, mathematics, the court system, medicine, economics, and accounting now are all about objective truth. Mortimer J. Adler, editor of the Great Books of the Western World, found in his research that all the thinkers he interviewed concurred that the truth of ideas depends on their conformity to reality. As a mathematician, I frequently say a proposition is true if its content is an accurate description of reality. One can say... I don't accept this understanding of truth. But to deny this understanding, you have to use this understanding. Hence, one can deny it only in theory, but then must use it in practice. Such approach is self-defeating. It is like saying, I cannot speak a word in English. Thus, according to this definition, the truth of a proposition is fact-related, evidence-based, and objectively testable. It is what the facts leads us to believe. Truth is what actually is the case, and truth is not what actually is not the case. Moreover, what is truth is true for everyone, everywhere, at every time. Simply put, the definition of truth is telling it like it is, the way things really are. This definition is the so-called correspondence view. This view is often traced back to Aristotle, who defined what ordinary people mean by truth as 
saying of what is, that it is, and of what is not, that it is not. The Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy says that this view can be found in Plato's writings. In fact, it dates back at least to the time of Socrates. Kenneth Samples, in A World of Difference, page 220, reports that Socrates believed that fixed and abiding truth was knowable by the mind of man. An objective truth could be discovered by reason and dialogue. Thus, to fail to pursue truth about the meaning of life and morality was to live an inauthentic life and shallow human existence. Socrates said, the unexamined life is not worth living. Socrates' view about truth clashed with the views held by a group of Greek teachers called the Sophists. The Sophists taught that it was impossible to know the nature of truth and thus embraced a form of skepticism. Reality to them was only what each person perceived it to be. This is the view that truth is relative to persons. Postmodernism agrees with the sophists. Postmodernists say that the truth is subjective, relative, invented, and unknowable. So the question of truth is more important now than ever. However, most people today probably will agree on the importance of truth, since no one wants to believe something that is not true. The correspondence view of truth is implied in the Ninth Commandment. You shall not bear false witness. It is entailed in Acts 24, verses 8 and 11, where Paul is being tried before Felix. A prosecutor says, you can ascertain all these things. And Paul defends himself by saying, you can easily verify my activities. It is apparent in Genesis 42, verse 16, when Joseph says to his brothers, Your words will be tested whether there is any truth in you. It is employed in the test for a false prophet. When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if a thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken the prophet has spoken presumptuously in Deuteronomy 18, verse 22. It occurs in Judges 21, verse 25, which describes the times in Israel's history where everyone did what was right in his own eyes. John MacArthur says, The idea that everyone should get to define for himself what is right and true is a recipe for disorder and disaster. Truth of a proposition can be divided into two categories, objective and subjective. Objective means independent of the knower's opinions, and subjective means dependent on the person's opinions. Each truth claim is an objective truth statement. It can be tested by the real world. I itch, I like bluebell ice cream, are subjective truths. In the definition that I have given, 
Truth is objective and absolute. In particular, this definition rejects the idea that truth is only a subjective opinion. Truth is not personal, and it doesn't belong either to me or to you. The definition I have given of the truth propositions is accepted by the medical profession, the court system, accountants, economists, mathematicians, etc. But most people in our culture seem to subscribe to subjectivity. Is subjectivity enough to save you from cancer, bankruptcy, IRS investigation, inflation, accident, or death? It is not. So why would you hook your wagon to a pending disaster? C.S. Lewis remarked, If truth is objective, if we live in a world we did not create, and cannot change merely by thinking, if the world is not really a dream of our own, then the most destructive belief we could possibly believe would be the denial of this primary fact of the objectivity of truth. It would be like closing your eyes while driving or blissfully ignoring the doctor's warning. The subjectivist will not agree with this definition. The definition is an objectivist one. So the issue is right here in the definition. In a sense, the whole issue between the subjectivist and the objectivist is the definition of truth. Let me summarize what we discussed in this episode. We are returning to discuss the 12 points that show the Christian worldview is true. The distinction is made between the truth of a proposition and the truth of a worldview. A proposition is true if it corresponds to the facts. This view of the truth of a proposition goes back to Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle. Truth can be divided into two categories, objective and subjective. The subjectivist, like the sophists of the time of Socrates and the postmodernists of today, will not agree with the correspondence view of the truth of a proposition. Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith, with Joe Mott.